my god, I'm starting to shake, man. I know. Just don't open yourself up to them. Trying, man. Do I'm not trying. say you're starting to shake. Okay. I am don't open yourself up to them. That can be dangerous. Come here! Do it! Stop running! Go back in. Do not run! Go back in. Come fight me in the dark. I want to provoke the hell out of him. Welcome to Come Fight Me in the Dark. The internet's only podcast that has the courage, after all this time, to still challenge Zach Bagans and his boys to a ghost off. I'm Joel Kleinberger. And I'm Eric Hoofnagel. And god damn it, it's so good to be back mm. to the past. Oh god, oh, isn't it? Oh my god. It's so, I, I'm so up, upset at how relieved I was to go back. Yeah. To the old classic Zach. This this episode has a lot to talk about, especially in regards to what a piece of shit Zach Bagans is. Uh, I'm so mad at him. They are at the Penhurst State School in Spring City, Pennsylvania. And the fact that Zach Bagans in 2020 said that Joe Exotic's zoo... <laughs> was one of the darkest pieces of land he's Dude. ever been on. Such bullshit. Dude, and we and there's no more perfect example of how bullshit that is than us following up with this episode at one of the worst things in the world. Probably one of the most controversial locations ever, the Penhurst State School. We have a tremendous capacity to turn people into less than us. And once you do that, you can justify a hell of a lot of lawfulness. Yeah. Very nice. This is awesome. So it's basically like an asylum for children. Asylum documentaries are like some of the most difficult things to watch. Like, I mean, it's straight up like Holocaust level, like treatment of people. And it's like yeah. happening in like towns, in communities, you know, it's, it's so fucked up. And this, and like the whole first half of this episode is like heavy, so heavy. This is without a doubt, one of the most fucked up and inappropriate places for a person like Zach Bagans to be standing and talking on and i think right now i want to introduce a fashion report i was just about to call on it i was just about to <laughs> give me the thermometer Aaron, real quick dude. look at me dude wow wow look at my body whoa check this out man Dude, you look weird, bro. Because, because just when you said so inappropriate for someone like Zach Baggins <laughs> to be there, <laughs> him in, I, now, normally I would just have like a rage, like reaction to his clothes as usual, yeah. but because we just watched the 2020 episode and now we're flipping back to the old Zach. I was just so relieved to mm -hmm. see him wearing just back to basics, fucking graphic tee, 
big old fucking gothic cross and the words honor glory lord on his back don't forget eternal right in the middle it's a little bit smaller but you can oh, really see it oh, in one wow. shot <laughs> <laughs> oh just him just just dropping him into you know the rodeo clown aspect it's like if you have an interview with someone talking about the darkest most like shameful disgusting treatment of like mentally ill children mm. and then you pan over and the person interviewing them is a clown <laughs> it really changes the entire like yeah. feeling of the whole thing nothing in this show has thrown into stark contrast more as to why we talk about the way Zack dresses than this episode. Because the witnesses in this episode are, are split into two groups. There are people who are former employees or former patients who discuss yeah. the absolute atrocities and nightmare situations of this location. And then there's a bunch of fucking yeah. like young girls that Zack is thirsty for. Yes. But the Zack... Zach is this fucking My Chemical Romance bass player looking motherfucker talking about very recent atrocities committed in America. There's a certain level of like somberness that you should bring to a location like this. A certain amount of respect. <laughs> <coughs> well, he 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 tries. He tries, and then did at he? one point... Did he? he? I mean, he, you know, he's, like, attempting to s try to be somber while, you know, listening to these, like, really awful stories. And then there's one point where he's like, do you think that this place would be haunted? And the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, if any place would be, it'd be here. And he's like, oh, yeah. Like, oh my he God. does this crazy emotional 180 like he he goes from like oh that's pretty sad to like mm, let's get him like that Woo! yes that was something really really awesome content warning maybe because this is probably the most fucked up thing we've ever talked yeah. about honestly yeah. honestly i'm gonna be honest with you they would have kids, hundreds of them in the small spaces and all the kids would be able to do is just mill around all day if that some of them were like the babies were like kept in cribs like so that they they couldn't they didn't learn to walk at like five years old because they couldn't they there, there wasn't room the part of this is so hard for me to watch is with uh dr james conroy who is the co-president of the memorial uh foundation for penhurst who is obviously like taking this time to try and keep the story of Penhurst alive as a cautionary tale. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't know if you caught uh, two of my favorite things that Zach has ever said, because it's the stupidest things he's ever said in, in these interviews. <laughs> Go on. So this is, this is just great, because, again, these people are telling of the atrocities that happen here, these these horrible things. And the first time he is he's interviewing Nathaniel Guest, the secretary of the Penhurst Memorial, who said that walking the grounds while the school was in operation was deafening due to the cries of patients. Ew. 
Ew. Ugh. Yeah. Terror, absolutely Ugh. terrifying. And this is not, yeah. he is not the only person to bring this up, but this is the first time where Zach asks a question that kind of trips the person up because of how stupid it is. Because Nathaniel says the screams would be deafening. And then Zach says, what do you mean by deafening? <sighs> Loud, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> Can you scream into my ear as though you are a suffering child? And it, it, it gets worse later with something that we'll circle back to. But when he is talking to uh, Dr. James Conroy about the uh, the dentist chair, he mentions <laughs> that the people would be on these toothbrushing programs, but they would have no teeth. And then Zach looks at him and says, What do you mean they would have no teeth? Teeth. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way. How do you answer that question? Were they parrots? <laughs> what kind of children were these? Were they fish? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. He's like a flashback to when they were uh, touring the former psychiatric hospital in season one, where there was that guy who Zach kept trying to talk to him about ghosts. And the guy was just like, nope, not going to do it. Conroy, like he's he's playing along, but he he will not. He's he doesn't believe in ghosts. He's like he just he's just like, yeah, if there were ghosts, they'd be here. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is the second time somebody mentions how deafening the sounds used to be, the screams, and how weird it is to be there when it's silent. And Zach takes a pause. Yeah. And he's like, ah. So uh, do you think you can still hear those uh, screams in like a, a, residual, a residual way there, James? Do you think you could still hear them? And then James, like, with full sadness in his eyes, is is like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll never be able to forget the actual screams. It's always going to be a part of me because of how oh. fucking traumatic it was. This goddamn emo band lean singer trying to talk about the ghosts. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's very much pushing his narrative. It's, it's interesting... Also, like, seeing the future Zach mm -hmm. pushing the narrative so hard oh, yeah. in a place where people are also, like, playing along. Yeah. When we flash back to this, where the people are like, uh, I don't know, man, but it's <laughs> really bad. Yeah, can we can we get, like, a soundbite from you that makes it sound like it's haunted instead of just the worst place that maybe we shouldn't be at because it's really disrespectful? Yeah, I'm waiting for his, like, Auschwitz episode. You beat me to it. That's <laughs> For real, this is like, like, is, is, is nothing sacred? <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. I don't feel good right now. I don't either. I have a stomachache, to be honest with you. This is one of the most awkward things I've ever seen on television. As, as we said, they used to have people on brushing programs who had no teeth, and that's because... As punishment for biting, they used to just rip all of the teeth out of people's head. Yeah. And 
They there was one dentist chair that they did it in, and they find the chair, and oh, did you? I am I reading too much into this? Did you fucking like see the anguish in James' eyes as Zach is sitting <laughs> yes! in the chair? <laughs> yes. He's, He's fucking man spreading out, just zacking off all over this fucking chair. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, dude, man, woo, like, uh, it's what a rush. Like, you just sit down in this and just feel that like darkness, just like feel that <laughs> darkness, just like coming right up into me. It's just like really going in. That is a great recipe for trap souls. I got real nervous when he was interviewing the woman who like was a patient there. Oof, yeah. Because I was like, Zach, don't. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Like, please, don't. 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 Not now. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't. Like, this poor woman is, like, wheelchair-bound and, like, insanely traumatized. Like, yeah. she went through hell as a child, like, strapped to, t to like, a t table and, like, isolated and, like, left to, like, shit on herself. Like, it's just horrible horrible shit and i'm like yeah. god damn it zach don't 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 please don't 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 drag this woman into the place of her trauma <laughs> where she mentioned like the only way she would get attention is by slamming her head against the wall and make her relive this please 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 zach what do you mean slam your head against the wall <laughs> What do you mean when you say you experienced unimaginable trauma? Can you go through it in detail? Dude. No, don't, dude. Listen, man. No, this don't do this. The one last thing that I think really typifies the tonal imbalance of this episode is that uh, Greg Prinman, the person who introduced this, says a very poignant thing. He says, We have a tremendous capacity to turn people into less than us. And once yeah. you do that, you can justify a tremendous amount of awfulness, which is an incredibly important message and super true. And it's immediately followed by the cutaway of Zach eating a light bulb. <laughs> like I said, a fucking... Uh, a clown interviewing a Holocaust survivor. Like, honk honk, like, for real. <laughs> it is. It is. It's it is so, just... it just cheapens the whole thing so much. Dark death. The kind of dark history that we like. Wake me up! Wake me up inside! over the like fucking first 15 minutes of this episode that are just so hard to, to, to watch also because they're playing tons of clips from the documentary that was shot there shout, shout out to bill baldini the fucking reporter who blew out the Dude, story on this fucking what a hero. fucking badass legend, yeah badass legend. like he goes in there films like all of it exposes all of it and they just show tons of footage from this yeah. documentary and it's so upsetting like yeah I, I mean i will say i i love dark documentaries mm -hmm. and i i have watched like several about asylums mm -hmm. um and i'm definitely gonna look this one up 
but like, yeah. man, I was like trying to like write down some funny notes and I was a full writer's block for the oh. first, <laughs> first like 15 minutes of this episode. I'm very uncomfortable right now. The fact that this is allowed in America not that long ago is just despicable and a testament to how bad things get in this country. Also, thank God for Reagan for just shutting all that shit down with no safety net. So now, instead of that going on, we literally have all these people in the streets. Yeah. With doing, no do, living like that. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's fun. Oh, it's so much better. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, Reagan. Yeah, so much better. You know, at Penhurst, they were only getting three minutes of psychiatric care per year. But now they don't even get that. Thanks, Ronnie. No. Glad that you survived yeah. the fucking assassination attempts, you piece of shit. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christ. <sighs> that stirred it up, I bet. You think? <laughs> well, first, first thing that happens is before it even gets dark, before they even do the lockdown, they hear a big clash, a big crashing. <laughs> and yeah. they, they do a mad dash inside, which... I, the funniest part of this is the mad dash because Zach jumps over a railing, but he climbs over it like, like a normal person. Yeah. Uh, but the way Nick flings <laughs> himself over this fucking, <laughs> this railing, <laughs> I wrote it down as, as he flings himself over it like the hyper homeschool kid. <laughs> He's like, he's like, like, he's definitely the kid that would have carried too many chairs to, like, hope that the girls notice at, like, oh, yeah. a school function. Look what I did! Damn, monkey boy. Oh, God, there's so many Nick moments like this. Well, oh, so God. in the shonen anime of Ghost Adventures, this is the first Nick-centric episode. This is oh, all yeah. about Nick. And man, did I miss him. Fuck, I oh missed him. Oh my god, so much. It's it's so weird, because we kind of rag, especially in season one, Nick, we kind of rag on him as like, eh, who cares? In fact, in the first episode of Come Fight Me in the Dark, you didn't remember his name, and I also didn't, and I said, who yeah. cares? It doesn't matter, because he left. But now that we were without him for one episode, I'm like, oh no. Man. Oh no. I don't I want know, I, I know, I know. It's going to be the longest time we've been separated. Well, you're going to be in a hospital, so if there's anything, I'm sure some of the ghosts there will take care of you. I feel really, really sad. I gotta ask you, how do you feel about their sleuthing skills with this desk, huh? This is a situation where it seems a little too, too convenient. <laughs> that they just they happen to hear like a banging and then they happen upon a turned over desk in a huge facility yeah. and they're like that's what made the noise on the second floor indoors uh, across this like courtyard from us and it's a desk that's been turned over recently yeah. Um, and they know because there's scrape marks in the dust. I don't know. Maybe Brianna and her fucking friends were trying to ghost film in there and they moved the desk like two weeks ago, you fucking idiot. Well, I mean, they heard the noise. 
<laughs> yeah, they heard the noise. It could be literally anything. It doesn't. It 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 didn't make a sound that is like specifically desk adjacent. You know, it's just something that fell yeah. over. Like it's a dilapidated building. It's true, but there's there's some there's some pretty crazy shit that happens in this episode. This is true. This is true. Did that desk just do that? Is that what we just heard? I, uh, not that much that I b- believe that it really could have. So uh, that may not be good with your script, but not, that's my personal mm-hmm. belief. Mm-hmm. I I need to talk about Gene, the grounds manager. <laughs> Can we talk about Gene? He scares me so bad. Have you been down in the tunnels yet? No, we haven't. That will blow your mind. So this is when they first go and visit the tunnels. And they put on their masks because there's a bunch of asbestos down there. And this guy is grinning nonstop. And it's he is a very creepy man. But also, <laughs> what the fuck? How? Why the... Okay, does he just do a bad job? Or, like, what the hell is the job of a groundskeeper of an abandoned, dilapidated asylum? (laughs) That's a good fucking question. What does he do? Is, like, his only job to, like, scare off juggalos? He is he is just walking through the, the the tunnels, just clapping his hands, just going like whoop 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 whoop. Get out of here! Get out! MCO, and he just listens. He yells <laughs> MCO and listens for the call and response. <laughs> is that that's all his job is? Right? Is just scaring off teens. I I guess because those grounds are not kept. No! There's plants growing on everything. Everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. It's an abandoned asylum. Like, there's no... Yeah. There's no... There's no, nothing to work on there. Yeah. Well, if if he's got nothing to do, then I, I do really wonder what George Monroe, the property manager, does. Because that property... Yes. Not well managed. And he is apparently not privy to a lot of how the property is, in fact, managed. <laughs> so, George Monroe tells a story about how he was walking around with a contractor and his kid. And the kid pointed out at the window said they saw somebody and... George saw the curtains moving. Yeah. Zach takes them up to where the curtains are, and lo and behold, there's a wire mesh that George, the property manager, is unaware of. Good management, George. And Zach gets such a boner for this scene, and it's really, really fun. Oh, man. He's so excited. He, because, like, he's figured something out that somebody else didn't know about and they're spooked and he loves scaring people seeing two guys know that paranormal does exist for the first time is a precious moment their reactions are great their reactions are very good though oh yeah george george and child are absolutely shocked (sighs) wow these were <laughs> We're back. <laughs> the next tier of evidence comes from our first very young Brianna. No, no, no. There's there, the first one is 
is Sarah McConnell, who looks like she's oh, about yeah. 16. And she and her friends captured the sound of somebody vomiting. Yeah. Which is pretty fun because it does sound it does sound like it does really sound like somebody vomiting on the EVP. Yeah. It sounds perfect. Yeah. Well, like, which also like, yeah, sure. But but, you know, what are the chances that it was just one of their friends fucking like vomiting up all the Robitussin they've been drinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In, these these people are very much in the same vein as our two favorite Hot Topic Gummo oh. kids from Sloss Furnace. Yes. Fucking Chubby Gumby Boy Chubby, and his yeah. buddy Josh. <laughs> Chubby Gumby and Gummo and these two girls would be a great like Scooby-Doo remake team of like Hot Topic kids. I would watch the fuck out of that. Thanks, I would love to do All right, that. Let's call Steve. This is a great story. I want to talk about Brianna. I yeah. love her. Brianna P- uh, Piatropla. Triapo- no, Pia. Uh, let's see. P I E T R P A U L A. Pier Piatropla. Did you just call her a Piatrol? <laughs> uh, Brianna Piatrol is uh, our next person that, man, this. This is like the meat of the episode in more ways than one. Oh, it's so good. So good. First of all, Zach is right back in his looming form. Um, <laughs> so much so that they like even lit this interview perfectly, where even on the tight shots of her, you still get a giant shadow of, of Zach's face looming over her. It's so perfect. It's straight out of Bram Stoker's Dracula of the shadow of Dracula, like <laughs> leaning into shot, spreading out yeah. towards his victim. Well, I have seen the little girl here. Really? Yes. Did you go play with her? <laughs> we looked for her. We looked like to see if anyone else was in the building, just in case, but there was no one here. Was that you, little girl? Did you make a noise? Did you run up here, little girl? There's a girl, and I saw a white mist here. Right after I saw the white mist here, it's when it when it touched me. And she's got her like little choker on. She's got her like little like she's she's total like hot topic kid. Loves Zach. Loves Zach, and he oh, yeah. loves that she loves him. Oh yeah. It's, it's amazing to me that Zach can ask such stupid questions without laughing. Yeah. Cause he goes. Did you go and play with her? <laughs> and he is dead serious. And he's yeah. like making hard eye contact. This girl, she's got rings on her belt, Eric. So many mm-hmm. dangly rings. And God, yeah. she is looking at Zach with so much adoration and lust, which is why she, when she's given the opportunity, oh, she just my goes for it. Well, so does he. So she she turns around at one point and she's like, hey, I want to show you something. And I'm like, oh, shit, I've seen this porno. Like, hold up. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And she turns around like she's about to take her shirt off. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a family show. 
<laughs> which yeah. no it's not yeah a family show that just five minutes before showed the atrocities of this horrible asylum <laughs> yeah family show shows children covered in feces like emaciated children just mm-hmm. fuck man oh Very yeah family, family, family show <laughs> it's family friendly because they cut out they got the bleeps they don't let any of those blam jams fly yeah, no blam jams, no pussies, never ever. No, at, disgusting, Joel, disgusting. I know. I'm about to make that same Absolutely. vomit sound they got oh. on the EVP. <laughs> so, so she turns around and she's like, pulls up her shirt, and she's got the fucking. It's just like Sloss Furnace Girl. She yep. got the tramp stamp of of the asylum, mm-hmm. and Zach is so stoked and he fucking takes this opportunity to touch her body <laughs> yeah he this whole the whole thing i i was like oh maybe zach's gonna get out of this one because he does do the like whoa 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 what are you doing with your shirt thing he didn't just reach in and rip her shirt up like sloss Furtis. he he let her do it herself but then, of course, he's just getting down. He's just getting in. It's a smooth move, but it's not appropriate because she's a child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but he goes, yeah, I think we're going to put an X camera here. And he, like, presses on her tattoo. And he's like, and probably, like, over here. Man. I'm sorry. I just felt something touch me in this area here. You're very beautiful. You want to explain yourself? Grab that towel right there, please. Wrap it around yourself and please sit in that stool. And right before that, you know, when he like shows off the the tattoo, you can tell how close he is because he like does like a Vanna White like hand movement in front of it to like gesture to the hand. Like his face is right up in her ass and he's just Uh sniffing. He's just getting it. (laughs) And it's just the buttered popcorn. <laughs> I don't mind it. I like it. <laughs> it's nice. Our next bit is Zach's first prima donna. Oh yeah. They decide to take a helicopter ride and they get him a tiny helicopter. And he is not happy. We decided to find the smallest helicopter we could find in Pennsylvania. No, you're right. We're not taking one of these big, comfortable-looking helicopters, which we thought we were. We're going to take little Mini-Me. Oh, boo-hoo. Let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. I know, but (laughs) Nick is so stoked. Capital S stoked. This is this is Nick moment number two. This again, Nick is a very like even keel, almost to the point he's like so calm. It's kind of like a psychopath vibe with his big like wide Max Dad eyes, but he is <laughs> beaming ear to ear about oh, yeah. this fucking helicopter trip. So sick, dude. This is awesome. This is maybe just like a my thought, my brain kind of thing, but. He, Zach, almost sets up what could have been the funniest death ever captured on camera. <laughs> because 
Zach is nervous because he's like, they're they're approaching this helicopter with the blades like fully going. Yeah, and he's like, can we do that? Yeah, Zach asks, can can we walk under these? And Nick walking backwards with the selfie cam is going. It says, yeah, I think so. And if he had taken one more step and gotten decapitated, that would have been gold, <laughs> Eric. Comedy gold. <laughs> Can we walk under that? Yeah, yeah, I think okay. so. Oh, Nick, Nick, Nick. oh my god! By the way, this is so gratuitous. Like, there's no reason. No. There's no reason why they need to take a helicopter ride. You you know that's why they got the small helicopter. It's because they 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 asked for that for from the producers. And Travel Channel was like, uh, all right, cheapest one you can get. Yeah. Oh, so you just need some aerial shots, right? It's it's just. Yeah. We can't just send like somebody to do B-roll up there or we could just use B-roll <laughs> that is probably exists. And they're like, no, no, no. It's important for us to be there. And they're like, all right, I guess. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. We got you. Uh, we'll, we'll send you up there in the flying VW bug. Yeah. We'll spend $120 for a 30 minute helicopter <laughs> ride. <laughs> oh man. And also just the beauty of <laughs> of Aaron being fucking stuck on the ground. It's just such a beautiful metaphor for the whole, whole fucking system they have. Yeah. He's stuck on the ground filming them fly over because that's yeah. such essential footage. Mm-hmm. And, and they're looking down at him. <laughs> oh, it's gorgeous by himself nick's having the most fun although i do like to think that it's one of those moments just like in the idaho penitentiary where it's like aaron was probably just like no dude i don't want to go up there please don't make me go Mm. up there i'm thinking it was probably more like the la parisma where they're like uh the weight limit um, in this oh no! Oh no! You're saying there's a cut scene where Zach is just like, "Hey, Aaron, you're a little bit too fat for this small helicopter." <laughs> yeah. I know you're heavy, so it might take a couple spirits to pick you up. Okay. Of course, they just land, and then that's it. Yeah, it's silly. Zach, Zach puts his lavalier mic right into his mouth to mention the fact that they're getting the lockdown. Okay. Yeah. And that's actually where the lockdown begins. This is how Ghost Adventures crew gets locked down. I can't wait to get locked in here. I'm just pumped. You guys pumped? Yeah. Let's go get this started. I'm nervous. No! I really, really, really realized how silly lockdowns are (laughs) with this one. It, it's it's palpable with the uh, energy that Jeff, the security man, brings. He is not really playing the game. Like, there is no fist bumps. Oh, my God. I just realized. I just had this thought. I know why Jeff doesn't fist bump or doesn't really care about what's going on here. He just knows that after this episode drops, his job is going to be exponentially more difficult because all of the ghost children are going to be are going to be trying to go film there and break in and he's just going to be like chasing that many more juggalos off the property Mm -hmm. yep like yeah him and gene him and gene there was probably like a a drop off like they've chased most of the local juggalos away now because of ghost adventures 
international juggalos are going to be descending upon this property. <laughs> the French, the French have very deeply adopted the juggalos. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of transition for the French because, you know, they already had the mimes out there. Oh my god. Juggalo, juggalo, I don't wash my pants, I'm a scrubbalo. Bitch, that's the wicked shit. Just bumpin' this to get you a fat lip. Ooh, another card is coming. Getting your guard or something. Start running. I'll break off into six mini ninjas. Cutting your neck across many inches. Zach says this is the first time a real professional investigation team has been allowed in. Throwing shade at his uh, previous fangirls, obviously. Even though, like, the the girl recorded a better EVP than they got with just her stupid, like, flip phone or whatever, you know? (laughs) Her pink Motorola Razor. Her fucking Razor, yeah. (laughs) That she had, like, rhinestones that she glued onto it. You could hear the, like, hanging Pikachu just, like, clacking on the side. We were on the same wavelength. I was going to say it was a grr. <laughs> oh, it's definitely grr. Oh, it's definitely grr. Yeah. Huggles. Oh, my God. Don't. S- oh, God. Ew. Ew. You just flashed me back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a rough one, isn't it? I got like puberty sweats just thinking about that. Ew. <laughs> I got chills going up my body right now. They're unimaginable. Just minutes later, after their darkness check, Nick totally beefs it (laughs) yeah oh my god so they're doing they're like walking through the catacombs or whatever and usually it's zach that is running into walls or objects and then yelling at everybody yeah but this time nick fucking eats it so hard walks Mm -hmm. into a chair and fucking like full face plants uh gouges his hand on broken glass and starts bleeding and they make a pretty big deal out of it well to be fair on the list of places where you want to get a wound a gaping wound from an abandoned previously covered in child feces asylum is probably pretty high on the list of bad places yeah, it is It is a bad place to get a cut, but they're acting like the cut is the problem, not the, like, ensuing infection. Yeah. Because <laughs> Nick, like, makes a big deal of, like, how he's like, yeah, man, like, we, we just slap on a Band-Aid and we just, like... We just like keep going. That's how we do it, baby. Like that's how we do it. And I'm like, wait, wait, was it in question that you were gonna like call off the whole thing? He's got to get put on a stretcher and airlifted out on that tiny helicopter. <laughs> and I do love this moment because you know, in the shonen anime where this is the Nick focus episode, this is the lowest point where you think like, oh no, how is Nick? Like, oh, Nick is hurt. And then. He just pops right up and he's got that the first time we're really seeing this other side slash possession white boy rapper energy come out where he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you know, that's how we do on the GAC. No big deal. Mm. (laughs) Too easy. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about their approach, Eric? Because I feel kind of weird about it. Well, so 
he doesn't want to be too threatening because they're looking for mentally ill, tortured child ghosts. Um, so it's like a little shitty to be like, come here, fucking fight me, idiot. Come on, stupid. You know? So yeah. instead they're sort of like, they're like, hey, uh, did bad stuff happen to you? Oh, it's pretty bad, right? The thing that really sticks out, especially on the theme of Zach chasing the younger audience, <laughs> Zach immediately just busts into little girl. Is it you that I hear? <laughs> little girl. Hello, little girl. <laughs> Sweetie, little girl. Like, one person said something about a little girl in a place where thousands of people could potentially be, and he just immediately assumes it's all a little girl. Well, they tend to do that. Like, every episode, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, one person mentions one ghost once. Yeah. And they're like, well, it's the headless it. pirate. We're talking, we're talking about the headless pirate now. We're talking to a little girl. We're talking about Mr. Boots. Pss, pss, yeah, pss, pss, pss. yeah, Mr. Boots. <laughs> yes their approach is weird but this location is absolutely so terrifying oh my god yeah like it's silent hill like peeling walls plants growing through the windows very scary very fucking scary <laughs> this place and this place has that same horrifying vibe and zach is trying to track a little girl through this horrible place no wait a minute wait 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 all right zach you're in the middle frame there's no wait a minute no, i know but this there's is... no wait a minute you said it man zach, look. mound up so zach keeps tracking this little girl and they eventually they get uh what sounds kind of like a little girl saying hello oh yeah that's good oh, that's a bro <laughs> i will say though the little girl voice it could very well have been a squeaky fart. <laughs> you mean Aaron was trying to sneak one through? Yes, yes, yes. If you rewind that and listen to it, it's like a, like... <laughs> <laughs> and every time, every time they hear a very farty sound, they always pan over and it's like, quote unquote behind Aaron. Yeah. So I'm just, hey, call me a conspiracy theorist, but um, I'm just asking questions. They don't think it's a fart though. No, it's a hello. <laughs> they they set up a, an, a camera to shoot towards this toy that Zach was trying to use to lure a little girl. Bad luck. Oh, I love the doll offering sequence. <laughs> I, I don't know why I got so stuck on this scene because like, Zach pulls out a doll, puts it on the ground, and he's like, I have a dolly for you. Why don't you come and get it? Mm -hmm. Why don't you come and play with the dolly? And then it's there's a shot that Aaron's taking of of Zach like on his knees looking down at this little doll. And and Nick's behind him with his camera and equipment and stuff. And it's very funny to me. But also I thought about like where did they get this doll? Like, was Zach traveling with this doll in his, like, luggage? Yeah. I, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, him getting stopped at TSA 
and then like rifling through his bag and pulling out this doll <laughs> and he's like um actually it's a trigger object for dead mentally ill children <laughs> <laughs> he's in the tsa investigation room and they're like uh sir you did mention uh in front of an officer that you were going to quote use this doll as an object to lure a in quotes little girl lure lure mentally ill children you have to believe me the girl is already dead <laughs> Me and you ha- are on the same wavelength of loving the worst parts of technology on this episode. So I really want to get your take on uh, the what they introduced in this episode. What did they introduce? The fucking store-bought laser? <laughs> the oh, fucking laser pointer? Oh my god! Oh fuck! Oh my god, oh shit, I didn't even write that shit down because it was so stupid. We stopped at a Rite Aid and I saw this on display. It takes two triple A's. Easy. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> After the laser fails, they ke- they catch what sounds like a lazy sc- a lady a lady scream. <laughs> well, and they also they also get a man's voice going sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like Talvis was traveling back in time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. He traveled back and tried to stop them. We just captured a class A EVP of a male voice saying, what up? Yeah. No, they, they pick up some like creepy ass sounds. Like, like right after the little girl voice, they pick up like footsteps that are really loud and cons- like constant and like slamming sounds. And that's pretty, mm-hmm. that shit's scary. That would be so fucking scary to hear if you were in there. This is definitely one of those episodes where, like, we talk a lot about a lot of shit. Respect to these gentlemen, because I would be in there for, like, two minutes and I'd just fuck off. Like, you couldn't pay me to stay in that place. It is horrible and so scary. Joel, you do realize that if this podcast takes off... We do have to start doing that. Yeah, I know. I'm 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 not necessarily looking forward to that part, but I am kind of. Oh, oh my f- stop! Stop! Stop run! Stop running! Do not run from this. Well, and speaking of terrifying things to happen, the next bit in the lockdown is the rock. Oh yes! If you smell oh, rock is cooking. Oh what? Are you trying to arm us? There's a lot of bullshit in this show that really does sound like a rock. That It's like perfect. Like, boom, boom, No, bunk. it's definitely not something just like falling from the ceiling. It sounds like something is has been thrown and has hit the wall next to them. He's like, oh, I could feel the shrapnel hitting my arm. And Nick is like, Nick does a full like take to the camera like oh man i've never seen zach like get so fucking excited and zach is just amped up and he's like the sequence of events is rock gets thrown zach freaks out on the evp they get the only oh my god of the episode which is the hiss which is really creepy you think that's the only oh my god 
I feel like that's the only oh my god personally. Okay, we'll get to others. Okay, because there's some pretty clear voices later on that freak me the fuck out. The hiss was pretty good. It was pretty good. It, it does sound like something right in the microphone. Because again, like some of these sound like it could be distant. You can like get a sense of distance on some of these EVPs. This sounds like something is on the mic going. Yeah. And it is also really important, I think, uh, put a pin in this, which is in Warlocks. The amount that Zack freaks out from this rock <laughs> is important. <laughs> Because he seems legitimately scared and, like, amped up. And Nick is beaming just as much as he was when he was riding the helicopter. Mm, yes. And Zach, Zach realizing what happens gives a full-on bro woo. Like, woo, woo, woo. Jersey Shore, yeah. woo. Woo! Woo! Yes! He gives a, a Reb Brown in Space Mutiny woo. <laughs> Again, this is like a full-on perfect Nick moment because Nick shows the most good guy empathy because, again, they're operating on the premise that they're hunting this little girl. And he crouches down because he's like, oh, are you afraid because we're too tall? No, hang on, Joel. I took this in a totally different way than you did. You saw this as him being, like, sensitive towards a child ghost. And I took this as... Sure, Nick, you're so big and scary. <laughs> and then, you know what? This sent me on a whole search. I looked up the height of all three of our boys. Oh, really? Okay, so, I'm so curious. Nick, Nick is sitting at a solid 6'1". So he's pretty decently oh. tall. Okay, but you know what? Zach is six foot. Interesting. is an inch taller than Zach. But you know how tall Aaron is? 6'3". He's a tall boy. He's a big boy. The He has got alpha height. <laughs> that does not come across in the show. No. First of all, I definitely thought that Nick was the shortest. Oh, yeah, for sure. Is he, like, always positioned where he's, like, slightly behind Zach? Yeah. Or is he lying? Because I could totally see Nick lying about his height. Nick lying about it? (laughs) Yes. And especially adding just one inch to be taller than Zach. No, Nick! (laughs) No! Zach then says the most hilarious, stupid thing that I've ever heard. He busts out the word gun and he says, we love it because of how accurate it is. (laughs) Pretty funny for a device that has now been like soundly called on its BS and discarded by most people. It's so silly. I love the word gun. I want one just for like chuggy fashion. I hate that the word gun in the future does not have the goggle attachment. I I want an OG goggle word gun. Yeah. No, you need the goggles or else it's fucking pointless. They bust out the word gun and they get the word hit after asking what they used to what used to happen to them in this area because they are in Quaker Hall, which is apparently where they put the worst behaved people. And that's the only word they get. And then Zach is wandering around. (laughs) 
and the boy gets hit. What happened? Did it parachute? They all pile into this room. Aaron is a little bit in front of Zach. As Zach turns around to leave, while Nick is still filming forward from the doorway, and then a coat rack from out of frame lands on Zach's sexy pecs. Oh, it's so funny. So this coat, yeah, this coat rack falls over and hits him in the chest. And he like pulls his shirt up and shows off his like flawless porcelain body. And he's got this little bit of pinkness on his chest, little bit of pinkness. And Aaron immediately declares that he's bleeding. <laughs> Bro, do I have to suck out the poison for the tetanus from this this thing that hit you? Oh no, do you need a salve? Do you need me to like rub it? Oh, it looks almost perfect, except for the blood. You know, I've read that human saliva has great healing properties. Can I just lick it? Just kind of just lick around that nipple? Because we got full center frame nipple action going on right now. (laughs) Before I go off, how do you feel? I want to get your opinion on this whole scene, this whole sequence of events. They try so hard to explain that this is the most paranormal thing that's ever happened. But you know, you had a good point about The Rock and Nick Nick's mm-hmm. reaction. Because Nick likes to see mm-hmm. Zach get excited after being struck. And Nick is the only person who could have thrown that at him. He's walking backwards... They're in the dark. It looks like like Nick just knocked it into him. You know what? This is my JFK. I've watched this scene like a dozen times. And here's the sequence of events. They obviously like, okay, Nick is considerably behind them getting the wide shot. Conspicuously, you see this coat rack on the corner because as Zach says, it's around the corner from the, the entrance to the bathroom that they went in. Yeah, it's like, it's not in a position, it has to be carried. It has to be carried from that position into the front of the door where they went in and then dropped at Zach. And the first thing, as you mentioned, Zach doesn't freak out very much. Nobody does from this thing hitting him. The Rock, immediate freak out. Zach getting hit by a thing? Not so much. The the composition of the shot while this is happening, Zach has his camera walking towards Nick. Nick is filming Aaron and Zach. Aaron is slightly behind Zach with his camera. We what only the see one camera angle, and that is Nick's camera. I want the Goodwin film. It is my Zapruder oh, film. Oh, the Goodwin tape. <laughs> I want the Goodwin cut. Three cameras were shooting in the direction of that fucking moo. This is JFK, Man. except for it's Jack. It's, it's just Zach's nipple, oh, and it's bullshit. Zach's nipple on the grassy knoll. Your lives may be in danger. Why? You've seen things that weren't to be seen. They get a fucking uh, EVP of a man's voice saying, "The girl did." And maybe, 
Eric, if the coat rack was thrown at him by a ghost, maybe it's the little girl being tired of being chased around this asylum by a fucking group of asshole old guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. L- little girls really like Zach, apparently. We've seen the evidence. Oof, yeah. yeah. I'm ready to get out of here. I'm ready to get the hell out of here. I'm out. Sure, I'm out. Get out! I'm out. I'm out. Good idea. Great idea. Well, Eric, that's the fucking, that is Penhurst State School. What do you think? What do you write this episode as? As the beginning of the season Beginning of the third season. I will say I thought it was a great episode. It was uh, a really fucked up location. Scary as shit. Yeah. Evidence. Eh, it's okay. The EVPs are good. They're okay. I honestly, my Mm. favorite is the the recorded sounds that were not EVPs like the door jiggle Mm. or like the thumping footsteps um, or the rock. I sure miss full body apparitions though. We've only gotten a couple and it's been a pretty long time in the continuity of ghost adventures since we've gotten a really good one. My favorite full body apparition was the one like in that tunnel when Nick like, flips out and then Aaron comes to get him and there's that like body behind them that one that still like makes me chill Sloss Furnace that's the Sloss Furnace dude that's a fucking that's such a good one god damn it Slag I think Sloss Furnace is upper echelon and this is in my opinion I think this episode is like a probably like an 8.5 okay again like no full body apparitions it just maybe it maybe I'm just so warm for this episode. I'm so turgid and throbbing <laughs> for it because after after the garbage pile of Joe Exotic's horse vagina experience, yes. I just it really does make me like this episode a lot. So I'm a big Same. fan. It's it's definitely up there, and it's a great way to start the season, even though it's on a bad note at a place that they should not be disrespecting, like the way that they're doing. Yeah, it's it's a bad thing that they that they shouldn't have done. <laughs> That's a wrong thing for them to do. <laughs> well, Eric, speaking of uh, wrong things, it's time to punish them for their malfeasance ah. by challenging Zach Bagans. To come fight us in the dark. Here, boy. Come on. This is very dangerous, guys. It's like we're going in for the attack. I would be ready to perform an exorcism. Show me your power. You guys are playing with fire. I want a full congressional inquiry. I want the Sapruder film. I want Aaron's footage. Okay, you're breaking this open. My studio walls are filled with red string <laughs> on tacks going to different locations. I have I have printed out pictures <laughs> of all of the shots frame by frame. I want all of our witches and warlocks to take to fucking Twitter, Instagram, email, get Zach's phone number, go down to his haunted museum. I want the Goodwin footage because if that motherfucking coat hanger flew around the corner and hit Zach's nipple, that is rad. And that's some great proof of ghosts, but it stinks to high heaven. God damn it. There's a man with an umbrella and he hit Zach in the nipple with a thing. I want the goddamn Goodwin footage. That is my challenge, Zach. That is your challenge. You think that you think that by having that footage, that's going to absolutely end him. 
Oh, absolutely. I think it's going to completely like because there's there's been rumors, of course, throughout all of Ghost Adventures that they're shysters and they're like staging mm-hmm. things. I'm pretty sure if you get the Goodwin footage, you're going to see Nick holding that, looking at Zach, making eye contact, and then dropping it and hitting him on the nipple. That's what I think <laughs> happened. That's why you didn't hear it drag. That's why you didn't hear it drag or move is because it was in Nick's fucking hand, which is why it was so conspicuous in the original shot. That's right, Zach. We're going to blow the whole thing wide open. Zach's going to be considered a fraud. His haunted museum is going to go up for sale, and we're going to buy it. <laughs> okay. All right. I like that. Um, mine is going to be a little bit more immediate and maybe more destructive. Ooh. So I'm planning to get a tramp stamp of a shirtless... <laughs> Of a shirtless, reclined Zach. All right. Um, right on, right above my ass crack. Um, and he's going to be helpless uh, in his need to touch it. Um, in many ways, first of all, it is a tramp stamp, his favorite. It is of something spooky, and it yeah. is of him with his shirt off. It will be he will be impossible for him to not touch it. Yeah. But this will lead to an extreme feedback loop due to his, due to his reaction of the not gaze. Yeah. So his recoiling slash touching while I'm jutting my ass out and saying, Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, it's going to cause him to, uh, fall into an extreme feedback loop and he will likely completely evaporate, atomize, <laughs> and explode, causing Zach Shrapnel. Zachnel. Zachnel. Is that all you can do is just make some stupid little noises? Because that's not going to make me scream like a little girl. Dance floor is yours. Show yourself. Eric, I happen to know that this second episode of season three just gets better. Because we, Eric Hoogadl, are going to Pavalia Island in Italy. Oh, yeah. Where they took and burnt all of the plague victims that they could in Venice. The local legend is that the island itself was built from the ashes of those corpses. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Yeah. My whistle is moist. Get your whistles wet. Get your lips moist. Get turgid. Get erect (laughs) for Ghost Adventures Season 3, Episode 2, Pavalia Island, next time on Come Fight Me in the Dark. Hey, I love you, buddy. (laughs) Beat you to it, you (laughs) son of a bitch. Love you too, man. (laughs) All right, all you witches and warlocks, thank you so much for listening. Me and Eric really appreciate it. We love doing this nonsense. So if you love it, please follow us on Twitter at CFMITD. Please send all of your questions, your fan art of Zach doing horrible things to Aaron. 
to Aaron, spelled A-A-R-O-N, is a bottom biatch, B-I-A-T-C-H, at gmail.com. Find us on Podbean and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please leave us a review, like us, give us some five stars. It helps promote the show. If you want to share it around, show your friends, we would really appreciate it. Thanks. We love you. Have a good night.